Holman, here's what we need. We need a partner uh, to stand by us, a partner like a uh, like a sponsorship. We need we need an automotive company, like a major automotive company, one that's revered around the world Lightning. for making the best cars Lightning. and trucks. We need a Lightning. partner for like the next 50 hey. shows. So hey. we're f- yes, what? We have that. What? <laughs> yeah. It's the Truck Show Podcast with Lightning and Holman presented by Nissan. <laughs> I guess I'm a crappy actor, aren't I? (laughs) Yes, of course, we have Nissan as a partner, founding our founding partner, and they are amazing. And word on the street, actually not word on the street, I saw a note on your your clipboard over there that you're getting a uh, stick shift Nissan Frontier. Do you think that they'll let us put like one of those magnetic stickers on it that says like Truck Show Podcast? I wonder. Or powered by Truck Show Podcast. Hey, you're the guy who knows all the rap people. Yeah. Can we just like borrow one for like six months wrapped with the Truck Show Podcast logo? Wait, will they give it? Are they going to give you one for six months? Is this a long termer? No, but we could ask. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what we, we should do? We want a Truck Show Podcast in Nissan. Show season's coming up, Offered yeah. Expo and all those things. What if we borrowed one for a few months for show season and brought it out to wherever we happen to be? I like how wide your eyes are getting as you're or, coming up with this idea. Or maybe we borrow a <laughs> Nissan NV and turn it into a podcast studio on wheels. <gasps> That is a great idea. Hey, by the way, I didn't hear a thank you. I come in here with Slurpees on a hot freaking day, and I don't get a thank you? So actually, I thought you were going to be coming in with uh, Wiener Schnitzel. Oh. But I'll tell you, not that I'm Wiener Schnitzeled out, Yeah. but uh, I went to the doctor, and I'm fat. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to eat good all day today, because that way... In case we do wiener schnitzel, I won't feel guilty. Oh, I like that. And I went on like a 23-mile bike ride on the 4th of July, which was freaking awesome. Okay. And so I'm like ready, and then you bring me a Slurpee, but it's like 90 degrees outside today, and I'm right. like, you know what? I'm okay. So I'm here's the Slurpee. Deal. Yeah, yeah. This is basically, you came into the cave, you took the idol, you dropped a bag of sand on it, <laughs> and no boulder came down. Oh, yeah. So I'm good with it. I love the uh, Raiders references. <laughs> like that. Are, is yeah. that, is that... Are we too old? Does that show our age? No, or? I think everyone's seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right. Everyone. All right. If you haven't seen it, you should not be listening to our show. Yeah. Because you are not cool. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and I, did, uh, I didn't go crazy uh, suicide, you know, where, uh, where okay. it remakes all the flavors. So I noticed but that. I, but I did a little bit. I did your Coke. Yeah. I did a little bit of Cherry Coke, and then I did the um, Captain Crunch. <laughs> which, which I'm was... laughing because I'm going. So the, the top of my Slurpee, if you, you guys can, uh, can visualize it. The top of my Slurpee is like blue raspberry blue, which I guess is the cat. Is that the Captain Crunch? Captain or, Crunch. That's the Captain yeah. Crunch. Yeah. And then on the bottom. By the way, everyone wants to call it Captain Crunch. It's not. It's, it's Cap'n. Cap'n. Yeah, yeah. Cap. Apostrophe uh, N. Yeah, right, that's right. right. And on the bottom, it's like sludge brown. And I'm like, you know, lightning comes in. He goes, ah, I didn't get you, Doctor Pepper. I'm like, oh man. He goes, I got you a Slurpee. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. So he hands it to me, and I look at it, I go. Did you suicide that? He goes, yeah, because we're kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Truck Show Podcast. My name is Lightning. Holman, are we still the Truck Show Podcast? Are we going to have any truck content? <laughs> no, absolutely not. This is a Slurpee Podcast. You know what it is today? <laughs> For those seeking a monitor, only the brand new GTX Watchdog is now available. Mount up. <laughs> Never gets old. Oh man. Never gets old. That's uh you know what's funny? So you just said mount up from uh uh what was what's that song? Regulators yeah, exactly. Mount Up. Did you see my Facebook Warren today? G, mother effer. I know Warren G and Nate Dog, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you see my my Facebook today? 
No. Okay, so while we're on the the you know topic of we're kids, what passes my feed today that I had to share? And I don't share a whole lot of stuff that's not my own. It's freaking regulators Warren G and Nate Dog set to burden Ernie on on Sesame Street. And it's freaking amazing. Really? Oh, dude, it's so funny. I'm like... All right, well, dude, we're going to have to share that with our yeah. to our audience now. Yeah, it was just... And the way they do it, there's like an episode of Bert and Ernie where, where Bert has like a ski mask on and like leather and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how they found it, but I'm like, dude, this is so awesome. Uh, all right, so <laughs> what do we have on today's show? That's the question, Mr. Holman. So we've got a lot of people have been asking about Ultimate Adventure. So we've got uh, Christian Hazel, editor-in-chief of Peterson's Four and Off-Road, coming on to talk about UA that just wrapped up... Uh, Last week, and uh, pretty successful. This time they did it, I believe it was something like uh, the Northeast all the way to Oklahoma or something You're like speaking that. gibberish to me right now. I don't know what... No, seriously, I don't know what Ultimate Adventure is. Yeah, so uh, we should talk to... Well, uh, we're, going, about that. <laughs> we're going to. So, so basically what it is, is it's... Well, maybe you should just save it then. Maybe you should right. know in advance that I don't know what it is. This will be fun for I, me. I prefer you not knowing what it is, because I think you'll be like, oh, wow, that I didn't know it existed. Mind blown. You're going to be Mind the, same, blown. the same way about Ultimate Adventure. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck... Because truck rides with... We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Heyo! I'm Lightning. And I'm Holman. And, uh, dude, how was your 4th of July? My 4th of July was, oh. <laughs> uh, so I was at home alone. No. And uh, just working on the computer. That's it? Didn't see any fireworks. No. Just me and the dogs. The dogs were super scaredy cats because they don't like the fireworks. So they, many, they were dogs. Uh, no, they were, they were <laughs> acting like cats, scaredy cats. <laughs> and um, my wife and two sons were in Las Vegas at the MGM at the pool watching fireworks. <laughs> Wow. And I was home, and I seriously had, like, a bout of depression. I'm pretty sad I brought that up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it didn't suck. It wasn't good. Although, I will say this. Last night, I watched Apex. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have not. Do you know what it is? I do not. Okay. What are you doing, Dick? <laughs> it's on Netflix, and it is— I tried to make you feel better. I felt like uh, where we were going was very depressing, and if you threw out one more thing that I wasn't aware of, I just felt like this whole thing could just crumble to the ground. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place today. All right. Uh, it's Apex, slurpy, isn't it? it was, uh, it's not the history of the hypercar, but it's an explanation. Uh, oh, yeah, Slurpee. I'm going to have oh, some, too. Hold on a second. so good. Mm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's getting good. It, <laughs> it starts getting to good. melt. It's yeah. starting to melt together. When it's too frosty, it's like drinking ice. Yes. But it starts to melt the Slurpees. Brain yeah. freeze yet? It's magic. No, I didn't I didn't have enough on that Slurp. <laughs> no, no. Apex, and it is all about hypercars, and they spend a lot of the film talking documentary, and they, they start off by saying, what is a hypercar? You know, you know what a supercar is. Yeah. It's, it's an expensive, fast Streetcar, yep. but a hypercar, that's the next level. I just found it fascinating, and I learned a lot about, um, uh, what's his first name? Von Koenigsegg. Yeah. I forget, it's not Baron, but uh, his first name. Ch- Ch- Dave. 
Now with <laughs> Dave von Koenigsegg. <laughs> yes. Every you guys, if you follow supercars, you know what a Koenigsegg is, right? There's Pagani and some others, and it's a really fascinating. By the story way, we're not on... going to apologize for talking about super and hyper cars on the Truck Show podcast because if you don't love those, you're just you, you don't have you, a, you don't have an automotive soul, right? No, I mean it's, it's, it's like all me. Cool. I, you you love ex- you love me, what you love. I love extremes, so yeah. I, I I I I have a disdain for Toyota Corollas because it they're boring. You know, I but I love a lifted truck. I love a lower truck. I love, I love a, a slurpees. I, I love slurpees. I love slammed cars. I love fast cars. And you know, my my favorite are trucks. That's why we're here and we're talking about trucks. But man, if it's got an engine and it's not boring, I'm interested. Is it Christian? It is Christian von Konenseg. Thank you for guy guy with the computer guy. Yeah, it's uh, fascinating. So if you have Netflix, check that out. Apex. It's kind of buried down in the documentary section. But it's really well shot. There's actually a lot of pretty cool uh, documentaries on uh, on Netflix. So speaking of uh, documentaries, so yep. if I were a documentarian, it's it, documentarian. Doc, is it's a, it's doc, a word. Doc, guy who shoots documentaries. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. a word. You're good. There's. I'm fascinated. It's like a, a study in marketing. Okay, so this this guy, and he sells these black boxes okay. that you plug into your modern diesel truck, your okay. Ram, your Ford, your whatever. Yep. Okay. And it has a single connection that goes under your – it just taps into your fuel rail pressure sensor. Okay. And it's basically – it's a fooler box. So it tells your computer – your ECU one thing, gives you extra fuel. It basically intercepts the signal and then alters it so your computer thinks it's doing something else. Right, exactly. So his thing, though, is that he claims 100 horsepower. Okay. Okay. So I happen to have personal knowledge. It's been dynoed. Yeah. This particular box, yeah. the most we could get out of it was 12 horsepower. Okay. Okay. And then he says it talks to your computer. Okay, but it doesn't. It, it's only intercepting it's only one signal. It's altering a signal. It's not on OBD. It's okay. not, right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then another guy in Florida, dyno tests it. Yeah. Same thing, 12 horsepower. Okay. Then another guy in Utah, dyno tests it. These are all third parties. So if nothing else, it's consistent. So, so <laughs> Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, so it's just adding a little extra fuel. Okay. Well, it's also burning through insta- where when it shifts. It's yeah. still trying to add power, and it's burning through the shifts, and it's yeah. trans-slip and all this other thing. So not but, a whole powertrain solution. This Literally, <laughs> right? You're not talking to the trans. You're not talking to anything. As soon as you hit just, the throttle, it's yeah. trying to add fuel yeah. and it's clogging up your DPF and a bunch of other stuff. But here's my point, though. I'm sure this still happens at big country fairs. Yeah. There was a guy selling knives or he's selling- oh, that, that's um, still, this stuff still happens at the fairgrounds, like uh, Orange County Fair or LA County Fair. Where they're, not like a ShamWow guy, because at least ShamWow kind of works, okay. right? ShamWow right. does suck up water. And okay. Is it better than a chamois? I don't know. Yeah. But at least it does do something, right? right? Got it, got it. This guy's claiming 100 horsepower. Right. Okay. He's claiming 100 horsepower, and 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 he's not only has been disproven, but it's it's clearly bogus. Yeah. And then <clears throat> a friend of mine did a, a cost analysis on what was in the box. Yeah. He sells this box for 650 bucks. Whoa. There's three dollars and twenty one cents in parts that's a on this great box. Great margin. How do I there's, get in on that? Right. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. So there's three. Wow. It, the actual electronic components yeah. are three dollars and twenty one cents. Yeah. The capacitors, the chip, everything. Is whatever. the uh, is the box pretty or anything? No, it's just a black box. <laughs> okay. It's a black it's box. It's literally well, a black the, box. The black box itself is about almost just under eight dollars. Okay. So the black box is more expensive than the electronic than the components. components. Yeah. Right. But it, the black box looks it's rugged. And, yeah. So they bought a nice box, and this guy is he the way he sells all this stuff is by going online. Yeah. And in person, and getting all these really positive quote—I'm doing air quotes. Can you see me? Yeah, I can air see quotes, those. Positive reviews, and 
so he's got all these people that he gets to play, you know, so it's the basically roles like, like Amazon reviews, right? The so it's like, so yeah. the guy that I brought up the carnival thing is yeah. like, ladies and gentlemen, I got the sharpest knives ever. You can come over, look at these. Bob, you have these knives, right? I love these knives, Bob. <laughs> right. Gina, Gina, do you have these knives? I got these. <laughs> and you didn't amazing. even come for knives, but you need those knives. Right. You got to have these knives. <laughs> yeah. So you're standing there and you're so swept up in all these positive reviews that you yeah, go, yeah. I guess I'll give these knives a try. So all these crazy reviews. And so he goes on and someone tries this. You you buy this $600 box and you realize, I just threw like a uh, a check engine light and then I have no power <laughs> and I got nothing. What a waste. Yeah. So it's a fascinating story in modern day snake oil sales. Yeah. I'm sure I there's a talk- bunch of companies that, you know, I, I guess the, the thing that comes to mind is is – like the Ponzi schemes or the pyramid pyramid scheme is what I'm thinking of, yeah. right? Where where kind of there's a trickle down. Well, and- so that's that's here's the crazy part is this dude sells he sells his box under his own name, his own trademark name. Then he has two other guys selling the same unit under different names. They just put a different sticker on it. Okay. And so he's got like these quote unquote sales reps that go yeah. around the country and they're doing the same thing, like selling the reviews. And then when people like ask, hey, what kind of horsepower are you getting? They either hide the comments or they just go, well, you know, our customers report an average of, and you go, our customers report, like, yeah. what? What is this? I really, I'm Ask de- I, I really want to, can we name him? No. Are you sure? 100%. I think I, I, think I know who you're talking about, and uh, eh, we just don't need that kind of headache. I think it's a fun story. I'm let's sure. Call, let's, let's phone a lawyer. I, let's phone a lawyer. <laughs> let's phone a freaking lawyer. Snake oil sales is my – that's the card. It should say snake oil sales. Where did that come from, by the way? It's a guy who rang out snakes and sold the quote-unquote oil for medicinal reasons. Is that where it came from? Well, I don't know. I kind of want to research that term now. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. I, I feel like I our, mean, you use it, but it's like well, – our, oh, grand, our, our grandfathers would have used that term, right, when someone's selling just basically placebo or you know a water pill. You guys even know what a water pill is? That's where you, you sell a pill and you say it's got all these medicinal things, and it's just – Water in a yeah, or sugar pill, right? Sugar pill, right? What are you doing? I'm texting an attorney. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) texting our attorney to make sure that she's okay with us calling her. Okay, okay. Oh, I guess the last thing you want to do is just call make the attorney attorney mad, right? (laughs) Uh, Gentlemen, you don't have a show anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So the Motor Trend Group has canceled your podcast. (laughs) That's not what I want to be. No, uh, no, I don't want to go down like that. But so the lawyer got back in. I don't think she wants to be on the podcast. Oh, so we can't name names. Okay. All right. Well, well, that's no fun. Right, well, so there's should a we guy. Call her, should we call her anyway? No, no, no. You don't want to call. <laughs> I mean, attorney. she has our back. She helped us get all the legal stuff ready for the podcast, so we sh- probably shouldn't make her mad. No, I'm saying if she says don't record me, then let's not record her. Wait, I'm texting her. She's like, okay, okay, fine, but I'm not in a quiet spot. I said that's fine. Let's just call her before okay. she changes her mind. All right. All right. All right. Hello. Hello, it's Lightning and Holman from the Chuck Show podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here here's the deal. I, we, we won't we won't even say your name. Um, obviously, we we said on on the on the air. This is uh, our lawyer helped us get all of our legal stuff off the ground and basically make sure that we don't do anything stupid on the air that she has to go clean up. So I guess she's also our fixer. Uh, no, she's not a fixer because we haven't done anything bad yet. Yeah, we tried though. No, I bleep everything. That's true. Yeah. We do a lot of bleeping. We actually ran out of bleeps in the bleep jar. I think we need to actually. I bought more. Did no, you? I, okay. I went by Target and I bought a bunch of bleeps. All right, yeah. well that's good. So we were telling a story about a company 
And mm-hmm. Lightning was like, it's so and such and such and such a company. And I'm like, I don't think we can oh, say no, you that. Need to give some, you need to give her some backstory. All so right. so there's, a, there's a snake oil salesman. He sells, you always say allegedly. Oh, we allegedly. Didn't, we didn't say allegedly at well, all. But we, well, hold on a second. We didn't even tell, say who the guy was. Well, that's true. But we did. Okay. All we didn't right. say who it was. That's true. No, we didn't. Absolutely. There are a couple of companies that, but make you, these but things. the point is, you we basically said this is fraud and it doesn't work, and then we didn't say the name. But then you're like, can we say the name? And I'm like, I think we should call a lawyer, right? So, so we just called a lawyer. So, so can, here we are. Can so can we say the name of a company that we think is committing fraud as long as we preface it with allegedly committing fraud? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boys, I'm going to have to get you out of libel and slander, aren't I? <laughs> See, I told you it was going to be libel. Okay. I told you. Okay, well, listen, we haven't said the name. Yet? We, no, we yeah. haven't. And I'm not. if she says not to, I'm not going to. We can't. Well, then I won't. We can't make her mad because she cleans up our messes. I, why, are you, why are you looking at me? I'm not making her mad. We're asking her our opinion. Because I feel like I'm not we're go- tilting. I, I feel like the the tower is is leaning the wrong way. We no, gotta, it's not. We gotta pull the rope. No, it's and not. Make I I love her. Okay, I do. I too. love. And if she says don't, I won't. All right. It's as simple as that. I will help fix it if it's a really good salacious backstory. Though. Oh, it's you it, gotta make it worth my in time. the truck world. It is in the truck world. <laughs> yeah, it's a guy going around to from uh, from fair to fair and all over Facebook selling. Uh, Fake a, reviews. A, 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 a uh, box that, that that he that you plug in your truck that he says is going to give you 100 horsepower. Allegedly, it, allegedly, sorry, allegedly, and, allegedly, and it and it doesn't allegedly, allegedly, and we have proof that it doesn't allegedly. No, we have proof. Allegedly. No, that's proof. That's no, proof. we do. That's proof. Yeah, but we're not investigators. We're just we're just a podcast. We're podcasters. Show. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Oh. Tip your waitress. Try the meal. <laughs> so what 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 is the final verdict is. Ms. Lawyer, or the final verdict is tread lightly and don't don't name names, allegedly. Don't. Just okay. don't. So, so we should probably come up with the intro for Phone a Lawyer because I'm pretty sure this isn't going to be the last time we're going to call her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, all I got to say is, A, thanks for taking your call. Yeah. And B, thanks for having her back because um, without you, we would be in a lot of trouble. No, allegedly, we no, we wouldn't. Allegedly, not allegedly. No, even don't tell her because now she's gonna have to dig. And she's she's gonna call you after the show and yes. say, "What do you mean you'd be in trouble? What did you guys do? I don't know about. Don't yes. do, don't spin her up okay. over nothing. Well, let me let me. You know, I'm gonna let this one go because I took your call, which means it's still working. So. <laughs> we can't afford her, by the way. Her no, after okay, hours okay. or so. Okay, yeah. we love you. Go right, have dinner. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give this guy. I I do want to give the guy props. I want to crap. I want to rain on his parade. Yeah. But I've, if I were, if I had a camera, I would love to follow this guy around because it would be fascinating to watch him work, convert, to work and so convert people. He could probably sell anything. He just happens to be in the truck market, right? Like he yeah. could sell purple watermelons. I think he goes, yeah. But man, I, I am fascinated with it because there's a lot of people spending 650 bucks and getting snake eyes. So speaking of uh, documentaries, yeah. have you seen The Winnebago Man? No, well, no, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. and I know the dude, but I haven't seen the documentary because I felt like I've seen so many clips on YouTube that I don't need to yeah. see the documentary. However, um, it's solid. The Winnebago Concepts and Engineering Departments have developed a multifunctional bathroom. Privacy, I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. <laughs> I wonder what the fuck the real dialogue is. What the fuck is this thing? All of the windshield, for fuck's sake. Oh, God, what the fuck did I say? That didn't sound for shit, did it? Trying to give these guys everything they can get to me. That's it. 
know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> what you're what you're what you're listening to now is Winnebago Man. So he is a yeah. you know he, straight out of the seventies or yep. early eighties, yep. right? And he's selling Winnebagos and he's right. walking around the Winnebago and he's opening the hatches, yeah. opening the doors. This was walking sort inside. of when when uh, handheld video became sort of affordable. Uh, they were making commercials. It was like your cable access channel commercial, I guess, or something like that. That's, at least that's the quality that's online now. But there's a documentary about him, and he would do these commercials, uh, kind of like your local car dealership, where you know it's like you know go see Al. So the California, like so the California, we had go see Cal, Cal yeah, Worthington, Cal right? Worthington, go see Cal. But, uh, but every metro has got has one of these their guy, guys. right? Hey, come on down this Saturday, Super Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. come get a deal, right. Blah, 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 right? Whatever. Yeah. Well, this guy would record, but because what he would say when he was recording the commercial was so magical. It basically was like they would keep recording, and so there's all these outtakes, and they made a documentary about just a guy. This guy was legendary in the motorhome sales community. It's awesome. <laughs> Got to do it again right now. Guy asked him to ad lib. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> f- oh, f- <laughs> Tony, do me a favor, we please. Will you? Will you? Will you do me a kindness? Yeah. I think I'm going to be walking in and out if you're going to f*** up and i got to come back. I don't that make any difference to me at this juncture. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Tony. Don't slam the f***ing door. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what was cool about this... No uh, more. He's sitting in a Winnebago just like pissed off at his, yeah. his assistant. But he's sitting in the driver's seat right now. Just angry. Listen, I've got to give a, a clue here now. I don't want any more bullshit <laughs> any time during the day <laughs> from anyone. That includes me. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. Want anybody yelling? We get anybody yelling around here anymore today, and then the shit is going to hit the fan. <laughs> and they fit the needs of a very diverse buyer segment. Buyer segment. <laughs> I, why can't I remember? I wrote this stuff. Why can't I remember it? Man, why don't I say it? Right. What does the goddamn line say, Tony? So the crux of all this is like these videos got leaked out onto the internet. And he became like this viral sensation. So I think there was a filmmaker who decided to go find him and found him before he passed away and kind of told him like he was this famous guy on this Internet thing. So he had no idea. He had no idea. And so he's like this reluctant star. And they kind of follow him in his later years as he's going around and finding that he has a fan base and stuff. Anyway, it's called Winnebago Man. And it's freaking awesome. You can find it. It was on Netflix for a while. It's definitely on iTunes. Um, you can find outtakes on it on YouTube. And I'm going to watch like that. that tonight. Oh, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> it, you'll be rolling. The, guy, the guy's just pure magic. Like, you, just, he's, you can tell he's an old-timer, and they don't build him that way anymore. And what just is the, the goddamn line? I don't give a shit what the line is. I f***ed up the word rear. I can't even read the f***ing VO straight. What the f*** was that? We got flies all over the f***ing place. Son of a bitch. Get out of here, you f***. <laughs> Flies. There's a fly over the headlight, Tony. We got flies coming for us. F*** out of here, flies. We got three flies, five flies. And if you will, make sure, if you will, we don't have that fly on the left side, on the passenger side, because we don't have that in frame, but make sure we don't have any flies here. <laughs> we don't have any flies. He just sitting there in an Itasca motor home, just, just hating life. Hates, hates flies. Hates, hates life and hates flies. His slacks are so like late seventies. Just it's awesome. Hi- highly recommended if you uh, if you like that sort of thing. Winnebago man, get out of here, you goddamn jackass! <laughs> oh, he punched it. He punched he the punched, hood of the. Yeah, I gotta read it again because my mind is just a piece. Of shit. 
this morning. <laughs> I can't f***ing make my mind work. Tony, give me a towel for just a minute, please. Here's why you're not cool, my friend Holman. Because Well, this I is already he- wrong. This is all wrong. Why? Because you're not cool? Because you claim because, I'm not cool. No, because you're not cool because you're not going to share. I hear that you're getting a five-speed manual oh. Frontier, a Nissan Frontier, and I'm getting none of it. Here's what's cool. The Frontier, super base model from what I understand. I haven't seen the window sticker yet. Yeah. But I'm excited. There's something magical, by the way, about getting a base model. And I know that sounds insane. You guys are like, no, why, awesome. why would you even care? Okay, here's why. And, and this is just for full disclosure, I've been impressed for 25 years. You're, you've been the editor, et cetera. So you always get your loaded, loaded stuff. press fleet. Yeah. It's LTZ or it's fully whatever. Yeah, whatever. What's, what's Nissan's version of the Platinum Reserve? Platinum Reserve. Thank you. It's fun to get a base model. There's no bells and whistles. It's just there's no setup. It's just pure truck. There's no screen. It's, it's just like pure truck. I'm giving you the keys. You're going to manually unlock the door, yes. sit in it, turn it on, and go. I'm so in. And it's cool because the Frontier, the base model's a, a king cab. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. You can still get it with a stick. Okay. Starts at eighteen thousand nine ninety. So that's what the email from our Nissan friend said. Hey, would you like to test drive a base model Frontier? I'm like, so can we go monkey around like up in uh, Silverado Canyon or something? Yeah, we can take it somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Because I, I don't. Want, I'm not cool just parking it out here in the parking lot. I want to go and if they're gonna give us a truck, let's beat on it. I don't know if we want to beat on it, but I, do. I don't mean like scratch it up and destroy it. It's obviously it's Nissan's, but yeah, I want to have fun with it. It's a stick. I know. It has no options. Perfect. I bet it does gnarly burnouts and donuts. <laughs> We're about to find out. <laughs> All right, so truck news, Holman? Yeah, let's do it. Or can I play this? Master monitor key engine parameters. Nah, just kidding. Here we go. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? <laughs> I wonder if we should have our lawyer in just to make like just sit in the corner and give us angry looks. Are you insane? Why would you ever want a lawyer in the room while we're recording a <laughs> podcast? That's the stupidest idea anyone's ever had. Because she has our back. No, you would never, never do that. Never. Well, considering ever. all the legal trouble you've been in over the years. Ever. <laughs> all you right. never want that. I will defer the, to your experience. An attorney will always you know, err on the side of conservatism. Yes. Always. Yes. 100%. As I have sat in her office many times in a chair where I've been told it's all about the amount of if risk you want to take she was sitting right on. here, she'd be like, don't play. I'm blinded by that f***ing hot light. <laughs> God damn son of a Bitch. Don't play oh, Winnebago Man. Winnebago Man is awesome. Say. I love Winnebago Man. <laughs> hey, did you uh, did you see the news on fourwheeler.com that the uh, all new 2019 Jimny is uh, is coming out from Suzuki? No. So the, tell me more. Okay, so the Jimny is the is the distant relative of what we would have known as the Suzuki Samurai, which are freaking awesome. Samurais are way cool, although. I think the last time that we got a samurai in America was 1995. Do they still make them overseas? Yeah. They yeah, do. They're, they're called Jimneys, and they're freaking awesome. They are just the right size. They're still little. When you say just the right size, are they bigger? The same? What? No, it's like a little, maybe a t- tiny bit bigger than a samurai. Okay. So, and they still make those. They sell them in Europe and Japan. Are they just as dangerous? No, they're not dangerous. Allegedly. <laughs> are you trying to get us in trouble? No, go ahead. What are that you was a whole. That was an alleged magazine. Not us, because we're good magazine people. 
allegedly another magazine. Go anyway, ahead. Go all right. Ahead. Tell me about the Jiminy. All right. So the Jiminy. Oh, Jiminy. We, not Jiminy Cricket, but it's got a little 1.5 liter four-cylinder, 101 horsepower. I mean, just a little, you know, just like you remember the Samurai, except it's super rad looking. Check this let out. Let me see. Let me see. It's all modern. Oh, wow. That a looks full ladder like frame. that's a little Jeep. Isn't that awesome? That is a little Jeep is what I'm seeing. I know. There. So the funny- That's a little, that's a mini JL. So- Anyway, yeah, like a two-door mini jail. Yeah. Right? Like, or even a little G-Wagon in there. They're yeah. just cool. Wait, let me see that again. Check that out. That is, so we got to post this. This little, yeah, yeah. not Jiminy. I'm going to call it a Jiminy. Jiminy. Just because it's fun. No, it's a Jiminy. <laughs> uh, that is, you're right. That's that's a miniaturized G-Wagon. So the old design that's replacing was like 20 years old. So it's a big deal that they've now done a complete redo of it. So ladder frame, body on frame, all that good stuff. Uh, little four-cylinder engine. Um just, just awesome. Someone's going to offer a turbo upgrade for that if they haven't already. Oh, yeah. Or are they already out there? No, but the thing only weighs 2,500 pounds. So? So it's super light. Right. I'm saying- It's just fun. Turbo. And, uh, you know, four-wheel drive, all, all that good stuff. It goes 90 miles an hour at the top speed, okay. unless you get an automatic, then it goes to 87. So you still get sticking it. Oh, wow. So the thing that's- well, well, Tell me about the trans. Do we know? I don't know. Four speed? Uh, no, it's got to be like a six or something okay. like that. There's not a whole lot of information. <laughs> Four speed? Nothing? Yeah. More of nothing? More of nothing? More, More of nothing? <laughs> yeah. So what's cool, though, is uh, the pictures that came out when I first saw it, their left-hand drive and all the writing, like on the dash and on the nav unit, are all in English. And I'm like, oh, it's coming back. No, it's not coming back. We don't get it here. Why? Because yeah, Suzuki doesn't sell cars and trucks here anymore. They sell motorcycles and, I think, UTVs. So super disappointing. I got all excited for the 2019 Jimny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We uh, we have already posted a photo. If you guys uh, go to at Truck Show Podcast on uh, Instagram, that was cool. I, I a little bit of a letdown that it's not coming to the U.S. And you uh, are the purveyor of bad news, is what you are. Yeah, kind of. Because that actually would be fun. I I so I, there's a lot of guys out here listening that uh, enjoy the Samurai because it's so versatile and fun and yeah. I was not a samurai fan at the time. At the time, but if you were to, if you knew what you knew now and found one and drove it and appreciated it, you would probably be like, you know what? It's fine. I didn't really give it a fair shake. This thing's pretty awesome. But I have made some poor choices in the past, and I'll be honest with you. When I was growing up, I thought that uh, sand cars were the dumbest thing I'd ever seen, mm. and I'm not joking. Like I was, I don't want to say I was an elitist. I just didn't understand them, and I thought that. Uh, I just didn't get it. I didn't understand Glamis. I didn't understand the sand. I didn't get dunes. And then I went out there, and after I got back from my first time at Glamis, I bought two sand. I bought about everything you could buy. <laughs> I bought every, I bought quads. I bought bikes. <laughs> I bought well. I already had dirt bikes at that sure. point, but I, I got bitten really hard. And I and I told all of my friends, I apologize for always for doubting you guys. Yeah, and I feel like I might do that with the samurai as well. There's just something special about them. They're just cool. And the Jimny, just the modernized version, you're like, man, if that thing was here, they would sell a ton of them because it's basically like a little Wrangler, probably half the cost, right? You're probably, maybe not half, maybe like $20,000. That's pretty decent, right? Like I would buy a little $20,000 four-wheel drive, awesome little thing that could get me around but still get you know great fuel economy. Less than a new Harley. Definitely less than a new <laughs> Harley, man. And then also, I don't know if you saw Elon Musk is out making news, but now in the truck space? Yeah, I, this is, uh, not that we're late on this, but I, this came out like a week and a half or so ago, and there's yeah, a lot of like talk that. about it. But So the question is, is trucks you generally are hauling, you know, distances. Not yeah. everyone, a lot of people who yep. scored around town, but 
that's the question is what kind of what kind of uh distance can you get out of these and and that's you know people are talking about big rigs they're like ah big rigs will they'll always be diesel they're never going to be able to travel the, you know from yeah. from New York to to LA Will we see it in our lifetime? I don't know. Elon Musk is out to uh, to prove me wrong. Well, so that's that's the big rig, right? Mm-hmm. He's tweeting about the pickup truck. No, I get this. Okay. But I'm saying he tweeted back in December and said that there'd be game-changing features. So this week he basically copped to onboard power for 240-volt tools. So you could conceivably run a welder out of this thing. He says that it'll be a dual-motor all-wheel drive with crazy torque. Um, and that it can enable a range of maybe 500 miles. But I want to know from our listeners, would you trust an all-electric pickup? Are we are we there yet? Are we ready for that? Would you, if let's say the electric truck was a three-quarter ton, and it could do everything that your Ram 2500 or F250 could do, w- would you be interested? I'm kind of, I'm more curious to find out, like take a, a temperature of our audience, because I want to know, do people think this is stupid, screw what? Tesla, or if they're like, yeah, man, that's latest technology. Yay. I'm interested. I am definitely interested because it is the future, whether you like it or not. Look, I love diesel trucks. I love them. And yet, I you think, love them more than a Captain Crunch Slurpee. Uh, I think so, mm. but not by much. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's a, you're way at the bottom of that Slurpee. Oh man, that's thirsty. We're going to the way that Germany has gone, outlawing all diesel by what? What year is it? Twenty thirty. There are no more diesel. Something nah, like I that. doubt I, that. I'm sure. What do you mean you doubt it? Look I it doubt. up. Look no, it up. Think the, the political climate's changing. That stuff. That stuff. Okay. Could all, all right. Get well, listen. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, is I understand. There, there is. There's a finite lifespan to fossil fuel vehicles, and uh, and 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 there's going to be some guys who are pissed off. listening, going, "Oh, screw that." I know that we're we're damaging the earth with all the. You don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, you're scaring me. We're damaging the earth. With all of the rare earth minerals that we're extracting for batteries. Yes. Yeah, people don't realize that battery-powered vehicles, like the amount of nasty, caustic, toxic things, and the rare earth minerals and substances that you need, it's significant. And I wonder if— You can't even—guys, You. when's the last time— do you know what the fine is for leaving a a lead-acid battery on your street corner? Yeah, right. You know, so imagine having 10— million lithium-ion batteries in a warehouse sitting them somewhere. Or if they catch fire or because, something like that, Because too. they cannot, because you can't bury them. Well, here's the other you thing. You can't, they don't decompose. Let's take so. California, for example. I know not everybody lives in California, and we're, we're here, so this is our point of reference. We can't all have our air conditioning on on a hot day like this without having rolling brownouts, right? So it's going to be 100 degrees this weekend. People are going to have all their AC on. They're going to go, oh, sorry, we need to shut down a bunch of those. Could you imagine that with everybody having their car plugged in or their truck plugged in? Whoa, right? No, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I'm just thinking about all of the the batteries that have been, ex- you know, because batteries only have a certain shelf life, yeah. right? And they have they have memories at a certain point. Yep. You can't uh, charge it 100%. Right. you got to yep. swap them out. Where do those batteries go? But in the near term, someone's going to make a truck. I would be interested in looking at it. I just wonder if there's a unibody pickup truck that was all battery, if the world is ready for that, if the enthusiast is ready for that. If, if it could carry on the mission of your household, would you use it like a Honda Ridgeline replacement or would it be used like your F-250 replacement? And what would the towing capacity? What if it could tow ten thousand pounds? It's all pounds? about reliability because I think, for the most part, there I mean, you are get got one hundred percent torque at zero RPM. No, I get I it. I mean, that's cool, right? No, it's, it's so it's, for it's that cool. kind of stuff. But but I think it's about for so many guys 
that use trucks for yeah. actually doing work, yeah. it would have to be extremely reliable. And I haven't owned a Tesla. I don't know the reliability. Yeah. I don't think it's – they're not great. No, they're not. They're not great. So it's one thing to be sitting on the 405 freeway you know, or on any freeway and get stuck and have AAA come put on a flatbed and tow you away. But if you're in the mountains and you're, hogging, yeah. and you're, you're hauling logs or something and, you, and, and everything just goes – Dead on you? Yeah. Now you got a real problem. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm ready. You got in, no heat, no AC, nothing yeah. when that thing goes dead. In my mind, I feel like that technology is more fragile than what we have now. And while I've driven electric cars and, and uh, some electric trucks uh, that have been converted, and I'm, it's interesting technology to me, uh, I don't see it replacing what we have now. I don't think we're there yet. And I don't think as a truck guy, like there's just that V8 gas or diesel rumble that just is in, you know, especially with a turbo, you know, spooling off. It's just there's a visceral thing about owning a truck that I don't know that I would want out of an electric. I think you lose too much of all the things you like about it. With the, uh, with the motors and the way the suspension is, could you even lift it? Could you put bigger wheels and tires on it? To me, all those things are important about having a truck. And, again, off-road capability. And, and I think towing would be good, again, because of the electric motors. But then how much is your range diminished? Like our, our children's children will mod electric vehicles. Yeah, absolutely. They There's will, people doing it now. Yeah, but they will, yeah. they'll hack into the systems and unless they're – Unless they're you know locked out and there's some crazy encryption on everything, the way that uh, yeah. GM is doing now with the new Duramax. What? What? All right. What's your next story there, Holman? So anyway, yeah. So uh, if you want to see, we did a rendering on the uh, on the on the Tesla truck a while ago in Truck Trend. So if you go to trucktrend.com, you can see what we based rendered. on what just feedback that we had had from industry people and our best guess on what the Tesla Yo, truck bro, could look like. Yo, bro, what color should it be? Blue! It's we got red. a truck. It's oh, red. It's, it's, red. it's red, red on Of course here. it's red. So there's uh, there's our what's new in truck for this week. Uh, I think we need to... Uh, I, I, before we move on, yeah. I really do... I'd like to hear what people think about an electric truck. We weren't just like... No, no, I, I want to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Keep those emails coming and uh, we'll read them hopefully on the air. But yeah, we, we want to get a pulse of what you guys think because maybe we're just old school. Maybe we're not. Holman, who are we getting on the phone next and explain who he is and what he does? Yeah, so we've got uh, Christian Hazel. He's the editor-in-chief of Peterson's 4 and Off-Road, and he just got off his biggest event of the year, which is uh, called Ultimate Adventure. So I thought we would uh, talk to him about how awesome Ultimate Adventure is. You're not familiar with it. We have a bunch of listeners who have written in, and if you remember one of our emails a couple weeks ago, two guys are actually headed to Ultimate oh, Adventure. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, dial. Hey, Sean. Hey, what's going on, Christian? You got uh, Lightning and Holman here at the Truck Show Podcast. What's happening, buddy? What's up, dude? Hey, man, I'm uh, I'm mopping up from UA 2018. Had a blast. It was another good uh, good event in the books. Where are you right now? I'm still in New England. I'm still on the East Coast. <laughs> this year, uh, this year we uh, we went back to kind of my old stomping grounds from when I was a New Englander in and, my youth. So. And where did you guys start from, and where did you end up this year? So this year we started in Wilmington, Maine, uh, and we ended in Coal Township, Pennsylvania. So we, we started in Lobster and we ended in Coal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear all about it right after we play your intro. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? 
See, because we want you to share your stories with us. You got a plug stool. Is it your here? That your best intro ever? That, that might be. Yeah. I think so <laughs> so uh, my my partner here, uh, Lighting, is not familiar with uh, with Ultimate Adventure. And for those of you who are listening, uh, we actually had a couple of listeners write an email to us saying they were on their way to Ultimate Adventure. We're listening to the podcast. And uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I work with Christian over at the on the magazine side. And so we thought we'd give you a call and and basically share what Ultimate Adventure is, maybe the history of the event, and then definitely interested in, in some of the trials and tribulations of this year's event. Who started this thing, Christian? The start goes back to 1999, and uh, the guy who hired me in the magazine world, Cole Quinnell, came up with it. Cole's also the guy who came up with Hot Rod Power Tour. So uh, Cole has a, a good history of uh, coming up with unique automotive-based events that are uh, you know relevant to readers and enthusiasts and so it's, it's kind of a hands-on nitty-gritty uh thing you know so 99 uh i was i was a fresh newbie uh i had my old canon ae1 uh 35 millimeter can- camera in hand and cole grabs me and says hey we're going on a road trip and i'm like, yeah awesome so uh <laughs> so yeah we uh we we left uh, la and we drove uh, to phoenix and and what ultimate adventure is in a nutshell historically has been you you take these really hardcore off-road four by fours and you drive them to the trail no trailers are allowed drive them to the trail then you do a hardcore trail one the next day then the next day you drive a couple hundred miles to the next trail and so it's this alternating you know road day hardcore trail day road day hardcore trail day and what we found historically is the road days are the days that we have the most attrition on. <laughs> so so explain, like, when you say a hardcore trail day, what what does that encompass? Because I think the average guy listening who isn't in the rock crawling or hardcore off-road world might not even have an, an idea or visualization of what that might look like. Yeah, it, it not, doesn't necessarily have to be rock crawl, but it's it's a, uh, we, we are four, hubs engaged, four-wheel drive, low range, and we're either rock crawling a crazy trail, like I don't want to say the Rubicon because that's you know everyone's kind of gotten to a point now where they can take their factory cheap Rubicon over that. I'm saying more like you know I, I think one year we did Upper Hell Dorado in in Moab, you know so so the kind of uh, upper level trail systems that uh, you might not that might give you pause to do in your in your daily driver. You know these are things yeah. that. Okay, there's a high potential for some breakage here and some damage. And, and, and more than anything, you're going to get some bragging rights. Hey, I went and I did XYZ Trail. Christian, in 99, how many people did it compared to this year? And who's allowed to come on this thing? Like, what's the, the makeup? To your first question, you're really putting my memory to the test. Um, I believe we had about, I want to see, between 7 and 11 vehicles. I'd have to go back and look. Um, and, and that first one was just a bunch of buddies, you know, Hey, it sounds like it this, was just an excuse to take some time off and make the magazine pay for it. That is exactly <laughs> the paid wheeling vacation that they gained some traction and then ultimately uh, became a uh, vehicle to get some sponsorship and, and, and things like that. So, it's, uh, UA, UA one, as we'll call it, that was just, you know, that was just, we were, that was awesome. We were like 10 days out there. Maybe two weeks. I can't even remember, but uh, just just going everywhere. We we went Phoenix, Colorado. Uh, uh, we ended on a trail called Die Trying. Our trail leader got about a hundred feet into feet, not yards, about a hundred <laughs> feet into the trail, 
and broke his junk and said, well, my buddy's coming to get me. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, and you talk about sponsors. This has become quite a, uh, a, a juggernaut in the industry. I mean, you guys had a, a ton of sponsors this year of, of really high-end companies that I think anybody listening would, would be proud to be associated with, and that's because the event is so special. Yeah, um, it, it is a, uh, you know, it, it's an often imitated, never duplicated. It, it's the original event of this of this type. Um, and our sponsors, you're not going to see a sponsor by NECA Wafer or by Wendy's. <laughs> you know, we the sponsors who come in support this event, they make the products that we use out there in the trail. So, I mean, this year we had 10 sponsors, uh, anyone from Cummins to Dana. Uh, wow, legit. And, yeah. Know, yeah, Falcon Tire and Skyjacker Suspension, Warren Winch. These are these are uh, sponsors that you guys are using on your vehicle. So one of the things that's really special about Ultimate Adventure is each year the magazine crew gets together and builds a brand new trail rig. And uh, maybe talk about some of the past rigs that have been built and then what you guys did, did this year. Did we say how many people went this year? Did he say? Uh, there this year uh, we had uh, we had 21 vehicles, including the the four by four Quigley van that hauled our video crew, and that dude wheeled the snot out of that thing. What I mean, was it? Was it an NV or a, or a Chevy or? It, it was a Ford. It was a Ford. Uh, don't quote me. Two fifty something or other. The Transit but it was, was on, it the new ones? It was on. It was on. No, it was, it was good. Good old school V10. Oh, nice um, and Econoline. Um, yeah. Yeah, on thirty eight. Whoa. And, uh, and, and lockers and yeah, and he was taking that thing um, down some trails. Dude, that's do, awesome. Do you have any but, regular folk on this thing, or is it just all magazine? We do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, so of the of the twenty one vehicles, we have about forty eight, forty seven people who went on this year's event. We invite three readers, uh, three new readers. So what how it works is you log on to fourwheeler dot com slash ultimate hyphen adventure, and we will have a submission form there where you can fill out the form. And submit a couple good high-res images of your vehicle. And then when, at the appropriate time, the staff, uh, we get together and we, we go through every single one. And, and uh, the way I run it, we vote. So the top, you know, we I try to con- condense them down to 12. And then of those those top 12, we will pick three to be a new reader. And then every year we have a returning reader, too. So we have three newbies and one returning reader. What Christian is uh, not telling you is... This is the part of the event that allows me to sign off his expense reports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And so as as common folk like me, I don't get to go on this thing. Am I watching video or am I reading about this in Peterson's Four Wheel and Off-Road or like Yeah, we nail the coverage everywhere we can. So uh the uh print the print coverage appears in the November and the December issues of Peterson's Four Wheel and Off-Road. And then the online stuff is already up now. We start the content rolling out months before the event. And uh, we just, with the event wrapping last week, we did daily updates. We do a 24-hour delay on our coverage. That's Ultimate Adventure is kind of shrouded in secrecy. So uh, we why? So nobody it, shows up, and there it's a special much, deal. Yeah, and it's there, there's that, and then it's also become kind of uh, an element uh, of of the event. Yeah, so these you people know, are building rigs, and they don't know where they're going. It's like a rave in the '90s, where you had to go to like a record store at one a.m. Yes. and they'd give you a note, and then you'd yes. have to go to another corner. There'd be a dude, and he's got a like a pocket full of, like <laughs> notes, and he'd hand you one. And he goes, "Go to the corner of First and Elm." Yeah, and then you finally figure out where the rave is. It's like that. That's, that's pretty close. That is pretty close. <laughs> Our, the people going on these these trips, uh, every ultimate adventure. There's probably three or four people 
who know where we're going, and that those are internal staff people. And even not everybody at the company even knows because it's kept so hush-hush because we don't want anybody to find out. Have you had, Christian, have you had fans who have tried to figure it out and meet you? Yes. Yeah, that happens all the time. Uh, and that's one of the, you know, word gets out, especially now in the days of social media. If anyone's following hashtag UA2018 and they figure out, oh, they're here. Well, if they're here, then the only other good trail is right <laughs> here. And so I'm going to call my buddies and we're going to go jam this trail system up. So uh, we do love to engage and interact with uh, the readers and fans. But, you know, when you've got 20 something vehicles, you're trying to cram through a hardcore trail and you have to stop and shoot video and photos and everything else that's associated with this. And winch um, and fix and weld. Yes. And- oh, man. Yeah, we did. We did it all this year. We welded. We went. We winched. You wouldn't believe how many times we pulled a worn winch cable. Now, year. so Christian, can can and will this turn into something like, well, like a, I'm not a king of the hammers, but where it could be a spectator involved. No, it, it'll always stay small I, and secretive. I think for the time being, yeah. And that, that's kind of the, the, the charm and, and the uh, allure of this event is... Um, you sort of have just, to accept a, it, right? Like, it's, it's, what's cool about it is, is you're, it's such a big deal to get invited and be allowed to go and, and see your magazine heroes and, and interact with these great brands that you're part of a club, and it's a very small group of people. Okay, that so, so, so our emailers, our yeah. Truck Show Podcast fans that were listening, that were driving out to Ultimate Adventure. Yeah. So are they winners? Who are they? Well, there's no, there's no winners, right? Well, okay, so they were voted in by Christian and his team. Yeah, right? correct, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, we should be talking to them, too. Well, to we get their perspective, <laughs> we don't have their phone number. No, I get it. We can get it. All right, they email us. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm sure they would. I'm sure those guys would love to follow up and give you an impressions of the event and what it was like as a reader to not know until I I literally call them up a couple, maybe six weeks, sometimes eight weeks. It it varies a little bit, but I'll call them up and kind of feel them out. I'll call up the first, the the top five, and say, hey, you know, here's if you were select, you know, you kind of do the feel out, feel out, and see. Um, you know, you might weed some people out there, but this year, the first three people I called were the, they were, that was it. You know, my, my first three were, were what we went with. And we had the, the best crew this year, I think, of any Ultimate Adventure. It was just, a, are there, this event was awesome. Christian, are there any prerequisite for your vehicle? Do you have to have a Jeep or a truck? I actually prefer non-Jeeps. And this, this is something that everyone asks me. How do I get invited on UA? I've applied three times. I've applied, you know, a couple times. One of our readers this year has a big green Dodge. His name is Johnny Wood. And he, this that's was a, his By the way, that's a made-up name. It's got a, <laughs> I'm Johnny Wood. I swear it is. But, uh, yeah. So um, he, he didn't want to apply. And his girlfriend, who also applied, said, you know, just apply. What, what do you got to lose? It takes three seconds. You know, log on, fill out your thing, boom, you're done. And, um, and yeah, he... We selected him this year, and it's the the analogy, as cheesy as it may be, that I always use is every ultimate adventure is different. Every year we are baking a different cake, and so you know, one year that may call for a big green Dodge, then you know, the, another year it may call for a different kind of vehicle. So you know, apply. You never know. You never know. Just because you haven't been picked a couple times, you may be picked next year. How rugged is the terrain that you're going through? It's it's usually the most rugged terrain that we can find. Let I me mean, put it this are... way. 
I, I think, Christian, if, if you were to be out in the desert and you were an explorer and you were hiking because you had to walk to wherever, right? This is back in the, you know, the, the, the early days of the country. You wouldn't look at that trail and go, we're going that way by walking. Like, if you didn't know there was yes, a trail there, correct. that is not where you would take a vehicle, period. If you, yes, that, that's, a great, that's a great way to describe it. Um, a lot of times we'll have someone who's not done any kind of hardcore trail running. And as soon as you point the nose at where we are intending on taking these vehicles, they go, we can't go up there. Wait, wait, <laughs> no, what? And no. then Christian says, there is no can't in UA. <laughs> Let's. I want to really talk about uh, the vehicle that you guys built this year because it was pretty cool, and then some of the vehicles that were along for uh, for the trip because these guys are 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 making these things and and choosing their parts and their build recipe, if you will, for UA. Yeah. Uh, well, this year uh, I'll back up to next year to talk about this year. Last year. Um, because of some family obligations and everything, I was not able to build my own vehicle myself. So my good buddy, Vern Simons, who's also my tech editor at the magazine, he's a great fabricator. He is just a, a mechanical genius, and I, I think he's got a real artistic uh, uh, genius, again, to use that, he does. To reuse he's, that word. He's got a... Uh, it's the kind of genius that... He's he, got a screw loose, doesn't uh, absolutely. he? Absolutely. <laughs> but yet, well, what he does is amazing. Okay. It's not yeah, screw well, loose crazy, it's screw loose amazing. It is. Most of us look at two and two and say that's four, and Vern looks at it and says, well, that's the square root of 16. And he just <laughs> looks at things a different way. Uh, so last year, he built my vehicle, which was the UACJ60. It was a CJ6 on a JK frame with... A Cummins engine and all this other crazy stuff. It's awesome. It's patinaed. Everyone who sees it, you know, falls over themselves to get a closer look. So this year, uh, um, I said, Vern, why don't you build something of yours? And Vern came up with a 1989 Range Rover uh, that he found on Craigslist for 600 bucks. <laughs> and, and it's like Buttercup or Goldenrod Yellow, right? Well, it was blue to start with. Okay. But anyone who's into four wheeling, uh, four wheeling and knows about the Camel Trophy back in the 80s, and I think it went to about earlier mid-90s. Uh, Land Rover and Camel Cigarettes uh, team to to put on this. You know, they would they would take these Land Rovers painted in that kind of mustardy yellow color and drive them through jungles and you know you would you would create you would float them on rivers and you know it was it was a really cool event if you've never heard of it google Tram- camel trophy and look into it um but if you're building a range rover it's just a natural hey we're, we're gonna kind of throw an homage to the camel trophy and so that's what he did so this year it's an 89 range rover classic when we've got the dana ultimate dana 60 axles under it uh, Land Rover suspension on the front with uh, Skyjacker Kurt LeDuc coilovers off of uh, the Skyjacker JK kit. And then the rear is actually Bronco coils with Skyjacker shocks. 38-inch fall Total Franken- Frankenstein, but awesome. Yeah, but it yeah, sounds it, like it's probably it, right. It's really awesome. nice. It, it, Believe it or not, it goes down the road like it's like a pillow. It's it. I couldn't believe how good the thing rode. Do we have? A, can we post a photo of this? Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll post a link. Absolutely, it's a, yeah. yeah, fourwheeler.com. We can throw it on our Instagram and, and pictures. And we sh- what we should do is uh, is Chris Paul was our listener that was uh, out on the trail. And ah, he, Chris is our return. Yeah, he, I was gonna yeah. say he's your return guy, right? And he came from Santa Clarita, California, and trailered all the way to New England for this event. So he literally crossed what? the country. Crazy. Which is the which is the first time he had ever trailered that vehicle, I believe. Wow. So so extra kudos to Chris. And also Johnny Wood came from San Diego. 
Okay. So Johnny Wood gets the prize for coming the farthest distance, but he he beat Chris, but not you know not by too too much. So so Christian, you know that uh, my pet peeve in uh, in older Chevy trucks and actually the current one until the nineteen comes out is the offset steering wheel, and so we had talked about that on a previous episode. So the email that he had sent from us. He said he was currently driving across the country to UA. He was in Missouri. so about halfway there at the time he sent the email and said he's currently looking at an offset steering wheel. So that's, <laughs> that was his conversation. Uh, yes. But, but uh, yeah, just uh, that's how I kind of It sounds just like a big tease, though. Like we're going, hey, this is a really cool event that you can't go to. You know, it's like a Hollywood club you can't get it's into. It's aspirational. And, and, you, no, you, you can, can get into it. Oh, let's be honest. Just, I mean, It's a very elite group. That's right. I'm saying, listen, yes, I can also you win the lottery. You can't go on it. Dude, Other people can go on you it. You can win the lottery. Lottery, sure, you know, but it's like let's be real. Hey, you can't win if you don't play. That's right. That's right. Touché. So I want to know, like, what was the the most awesome epic failure on the trail, or stuck, or breakage? I can top that question. I want to know, Christian, when you were scared. Tell me about actually being scared. Oh, I don't, I don't get scared wheeling unless I'm like off camber. About to roll down like an 800 foot. Clip. Nope, but that's not true. A, I know one other time when you had the, uh, oh, what was the, the Hatari Jeep? What is a Hatari Jeep? So oh, uh, your CJ yeah. was a C- CJ6? Um, my first CJ6 was the Project Hatari I built yeah. when I was at JP Magazine. So that, uh, the UA CJ60 is not that you're big. Not no, no, saying, no, no, I'm talking about the Hatari saying, Jeep. You're no, not no. saying Atari like the okay. video game no, Atari. No, no, the movie. The and, John Wayne movie, Hatari. I've seen, I yeah. saw it one time too many. I bought a CJ6, yeah. which is the vehicle they used to herd the rhinos in that movie. And there was a, and I, a seat on the bumper. And so yes. these guys would oh, be in Africa. Okay, yeah. yeah, you see, now he's just what we're talking about. These guys were in Africa, and they were herding and, and safari, all that stuff. So um, Christian had mounted a seat on the bumper, just like yeah. in the movie. On the front bumper? On the, the front bumper. Okay. And so you would drive at slow speeds, and somebody would be sitting in the front doing whatever they're doing on the seat. And yeah. Chris, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean doing whatever they're doing on the front seat? What are they doing? Shooting, well, hurting. In, okay. In, in the in the movie, actually, it was not a Jeep. They they had the seat on. It was like an old Chevy pickup or something. It was cut into the fender. But, hey, you know, you're paying, uh, paying tribute to the movie. Yeah. So. I stuck a seat, and it had a seat belt on it. It was in a receiver hitch, so I could remove it. But we were at a Tierra del Sol uh, desert safari, and my boss at the time, I strapped into that seat, and I drove him around camp. And the, it was a very strong urge to pin the throttle <laughs> and run it into some uh, into some whoops. But, uh, yeah, we just kind of – we were monkey with the camera. Sean wanted to ride, and I would not let him. No, so I think he wouldn't let me. harboring some – yeah. So that Jeep wasn't really lifted or anything, so your yeah. legs dangled down. So as you were driving over desert terrain, you'd have to have your legs out in front of you like this so that they, you wouldn't get run over by the Jeep and sucked under it. So, Dear God. That was one of the only times I saw Christian afraid. He's like, mm, yeah, nobody's riding up there. I'm not doing it. I'm yeah, like, come on, yeah, I want to ride. Nope, not happening. Except for John Cap, I yeah. let him go up. <laughs> yeah, but he's expendable, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would suck to get run over. Like, Can you imagine yeah. you're in a seatbelt? Your legs get trapped under, and the thing just sucks you and cuts you in half. I'd, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd rather not. Yeah, well, that's why he didn't let anybody ride in the front. We should talk to our Here. attorney. <laughs> <laughs> should we call her back? Yeah. See if we can talk Off about this. Road blender, yeah. All right, so let's, um, go, let's go back to uh, what the best stuck or breakage and, and how you guys got out of it, because I, I think that's always the story. People want to know, like, what MacGyvering did you do to keep the, keep the train going? Well, th- this year it was uh, we had a, we had actually fabulous weather, but the day before two of our trail days it poured cats and dogs, and so our first trail was like driving on greased marbles because there were these big granite rocks and they moved, 
and and the the mud under it was just super slick. So we had some attrition that day. We had to do some welding. We had a lot of winching, a lot of use of uh, uh, recovery ropes from Voodoo and stuff like that. Um, uh, we had diesel diesel power, uh, sorry, um, off road power products. Uh, their howitzer vehicle that launched a ring and pinion on the front. I mean, he's wheeling. It's a full size ram, weighs about ten thousand pounds, and it's all set up with like a Barood rooftop tent, all this awesome gear on it. And he's <laughs> out there, he's out there squeezing it through these little trails. So uh, Cooper uh, Rasmussen from Off Road Power Products broke a front ring and pinion, and um, running forties. Or bigger? Run, he was on 40s. Okay, yeah, wow. 40s with, you know, uh, another... And you're talking about late model ram, like a current ram. It's a 2014 okay, ram, yeah, I so believe, current body maybe style. 2016, but I can't remember exactly. But yeah, and, and knowing those guys, it's probably putting down about 900 foot pounds, you know, off idle. So yeah, he launched during opinion, and we backed him down out of there after we had... Uh, we It took some creative winching and, and things like that, uh, because a guy behind him had lost his is uh something so but we got him out uh next day aired a ring and pinion found a shop at one of the the parks we were going to be wheeling at uh that was just one of many that sticks to my mind we did have a, a pretty good rollover and by good i mean scary Ooh. where um it was uh, uh the warren jeeps so corby phillips was was just giving it everything he had and a little more what was it? Was it a JK, JL, older? No, it was it was a really nice uh, TJ Unlimited. Oh. It is a really nice so, <laughs> Oh, dude. Chris Durham Motorsports had built it, and uh, Corby was just, man, it was it was a beautiful attempt, but he just, you know, it's really slick out there, and, and so he just caught a lip sideways, and um, and it just, it took a good uh, one and a half time Ooh, tumble, that's tumble scary. down. So yeah, uh, passenger Fred Perry got a little bit of glass uh in him and and our uh, our medic fixed him right up and and uh and then corby got right back in and tried the damn obstacle how was the jeep times. like did it did, i guess it had a full cage in it and everything and, and fair it, okay? it got pretty yeah every it, that's one of the requirements to go on ua is a full full cage and everything so now yeah, we know he, why he lost the win yeah he lost the windshield frame taco the other, hood probably and some fender front no, fenders the, the hood wasn't too too bad it's gonna okay. need a little bit of repair but it's a durham fiberglass hood so oh okay it held up the jeep actually held up pretty good it like i said it, it's it's a little bent. It's got there's some tweaking that needs to be done on it, but he drove it the rest of the event, um, no problem. So it's it's just kind of what we do. You you run into an obstacle, you overcome it. It does not matter if it's a rollover or a wasted ring and pinion or whatever. You know we're all there for each other. There's a, a, a incredible spirit of camaraderie. That's another thing I really like about this event is it's it is one big long super fun team building exercise so you know we all show up some of us know each other some of us don't by the end of the trip we're all we're all brothers and sisters i mean it's it's just a great great it feels like and some of. of that carnage brings you together you know if it were all it just really fun does. and games yeah, but you're overcoming adversity uh in any way even even if you may be enjoying it you know it's still those those trails are fun but they're they are hard how many days we, was uh, it this year this year's seven days, so it's check-in day is on a Saturday. Day one starts on Sunday, and uh, and then it, it ends the next week. Awesome, amazing. Man. So again, if someone wants to try to get in for the 2019 year, how do they do it? You go to fourwheeler.com/slash/ultimate-adventure, 
And that will take you to the uh, UA event page on, on the Four Wheeler Network. And there will be an application. Uh, we start promoting it on our, our social media probably around March. Uh, and you can always hash, search the uh, the Ultimate Adventures by the hashtag UA2018, UA2017, and going backwards from there. Gotcha. So. Man, it sounds like so much fun, and I'll never get to go. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you never say never. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 we I can try. You guys we can make you a crony. podcast live podcast from the event so maybe what we should do is we should uh outfit like a sportsmobile or quiggly van with like podcasting equipment and then yes. we'll hire a production assistant to drive us around and we'll live podcast uh over you know terrain at like in, zero in miles an hour only in a heartbeat that would be awesome in a heartbeat i would do it i, I think it would sound funny with us banging our heads against <laughs> the uh a-pillars a- a- we're here <laughs> and we're we're mount washing wish you were here to see this <laughs> yeah. you have to come along every trail with us so there's no no taking the bypass no no, no, no. Like we're, in like it. It. we're in it we're in it we're gonna it. take uh so jay's got a uh a lifted Chevy no, Dually not taking up on 20s. It's called the Rock Crusher, and what it does is it weighs 10,000 pounds. It actually turns rocks into sand as it's driving. So you have him as a tail gunner, and he just, he'll just level off the trail for you. Perfect. I'm in. <laughs> no body right. damage whatsoever, I'm sure. All right, well, Christian, thank you very much for checking in with us, and it sounds like a blast, and I uh, can't wait to see all the content popping up on uh, Peterson's four-wheel and off-road. Right on. Thanks for having me on, guys. Awesome. Right, Talk to you later. Talk to you. Thank see you. Ya. Right on. Bye, guys. What do you mean, one? I'm going to fall off the f***ing thing. <laughs> Just keep running. It. I'm going to slate this f***. All right, I, I haven't got time to mark this mother Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. Still speeding. Well, turn the f***ing thing off, you <laughs> dumbass. I love the Winnebago, man. man. Kick your <laughs> so here's the deal. I'm telling you, if you haven't seen Winnebago, man, it's just freaking awesome. Just uh, I love go. him so much. There you go. All right. Well, uh, we got some uh, emails. You want to get an email? Oh, box? some email. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Yeah. Type it up. Podcast at gmail.com. Before we get into the email, my friend Holman, I would like Hold to on, say that. Dancing. I, Stop. I'm not ready. Not done yet. Your belly's got its own uh, dance there. Dude. You see that? Yeah. You know what else has my own dance? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not looking that low. <laughs> Luckily, the table covers that up. I found out that um, Apple, yeah. their algorithm, that oh. will help us oh. get into the top five of automotive podcasts oh. relies very heavily on ratings and reviews. Well, you know what's awesome is funny you should mention that because we have more ratings and reviews. Oh, we do? We do. Okay, good. Well, we'd like you guys to leave them on iTunes. Yeah. And we do want, if you if you have an Android phone and you're obviously listening to it, that's awesome. Good for yeah. you. But if you have Apple friends, yeah. we, you know, it's... ITunes is the 500-pound gorilla, right? So we – that's the behemoth, and we're trying desperately to get to the top of that food chain and, and kick Corolla's ass. Yeah, well, we've got 114 five-star reviews, 120 total. So some a-hole out there just, you know, haters going to hate, right? Um, but uh, South End Riders for Life just uh, – South End Riders? Yeah. I like that. Wrote us uh, – I binge listened to all the shows. It's a great show, guys. Five-star! Yes! Meet innovation. Money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man. All right. So we, we really appreciate all the five stars. Like uh, my, my partner, Lightning, here said, uh, make sure uh, you guys load them up on iTunes. That'll help us get uh, some more exposure for the show. Yes, and please, please. The more exposure we get, the longer we keep getting to invade your uh, commute. And listen, if, you, if you're listening already, <laughs> it would just take one second on your podcast app. Just yeah. go and just give us a five star or, you know, it, it, give us a review. It, it will help. Thank you so much. Yep. And I'm done with that. Okay. So we'll get into the emails. Uh, we've got Jake Pierce had written us a while back and he was the guy who worked at the steel mill out in the middle of uh, the... Didn't he, his company that it works for, uh, Supply Steel, was it to GM? Yeah. He, I think he did frames and stuff like that. Right. So we sent him a t-shirt and... Uh, oh, wait. I hope we sent him a shirt. Well, hey, Jake, it's on the way. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> but he sent us this awesome picture. He said, by the way, I'll attach a picture of the train I run out the steel mill. It's powered by a supercharged 16-cylinder GM diesel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. He says it uh, smokes like all the bro trucks out there. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, thanks again. Keep up the good work. So that was a cool email. Um, this train is painted like the American flag. Let, let me see it. It's, it it's, it's pretty awesome. So we'll... Uh, well, oh. yeah, we'll yeah, add yeah. that to our social. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you for writing. I mean, how many people get to drive a train at work? That's uh, cool. I want, I've told you before on this podcast that it's on my bucket list that I want to go cross country on a, uh, on, in a train. In a, in a, not a, it doesn't have to be like an old steam locomotive, just a modern day train. And I want to be in the uh, in the front car because you get to see so much of America that yeah. you will never ever see otherwise. Well, that's why I like to go off roading because same deal. Like you go to the back country where where nobody is, right? But when you go on a train, you will go over trestles yeah. that you will ne- or and you go see through gorges tu- and rivers, tun- tunnels that tunnels. that no one will ever see. The problem is I couldn't be a train conductor or engineer. Which which one's the one that drives? Is that the engineer? The engineer. I could never be that guy because every time I'd go through a tunnel, I would honk the horn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like every time. And Maybe do, I wonder if they do. Just they, to, they might have to, to for to safety. Clear, yeah, oh, to clear out I totally uh, do it. the I, animals. I would be the best train horn blower ever. Why do you not have a train horn on your truck? I do. Um, I don't. Do need we need? Uh, do we need someone from Klein to hook us up or a horn with blasters a, with horns? Yeah, train horns. I don't know if I would. I would because I would go. You would be too annoying. I would. I'd Your get neighbors arrested. would hate you more than they I would already use hate it you. in the drive-through. Yeah, I'd be like, hey. Well, then they wouldn't <laughs> serve you. No, they would. They, well, they would. They'd serve me with a little special sauce, and <laughs> I don't need that. Uh, so, if you guys remember, we were talking about trailering through drive-throughs. Yeah, that was you who trailered through a drive-through. <laughs> Coleman, <laughs> that's did true. That. <laughs> in uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, at Moron the Moron alert. No, 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 no. Yes. All right. Moron alert. So Justin Wazinski, uh, he had written us a while back. So he says, hello again, guys. So I drive a 2005 F-250 crew cab short bed, and there are places that my truck struggles to fit through the drive-thru. The local Taco Bell here is one. I don't have to back out or get Dude, completely stuck. Taco Bells are tiny. Yeah, there's not a lid. What? Is, they don't think midnight stoners drive trucks or what? I, I don't know. They just say, oh, all students in no subcompacts. Idea. Maybe, I guess. But yeah, mm. so he says... The local Taco Bell here is one. I don't have to back out or get completely stuck, but I always ride the curb. It's gotten to the point where I aim for it just to avoid curb rash on my wheels and tires. More Power Stroke stuff would definitely be awesome. And he says, thanks, Justin. And he actually sent us a Google like satellite image of the drive-thru where he circled the part where he can't make it in his truck. <laughs> hey, he's absolutely right, by the way. We suck when it comes to Power Stroke. Yeah, we, we need have, to do more. We have slighted you guys. I know. We're sorry. Uh, and we need to do more. There's no real reason for it because we love Power Strokes. We've just been... And I told you... I know. ...on the last one that I have... I'm toying with jumping ship from the bow tie uh-huh. to the blue oval. I know. I still don't believe you. And I I just love the new 6.7. I, I love it. I know. It. It's nice. We need to pull back from the Ford stuff because I got some really awesome Ford stuff coming up. So we've got... 
the uh, the guy responsible at Ford for the new Raptors live valve shocks, which you seem yeah. to think are powered by magnets or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So Whoops. we're, we're going to settle that dispute. Uh, we're going to have him on the podcast in a couple episodes, as well as the guy who's in charge of marketing the new Ford Ranger. So he's coming up in a couple episodes as well. And I'm working on trying to get the Ranger Raptor guy from Australia. And so hopefully I'll get confirmation. So we got a lot of Ford stuff coming up. As soon as we get those guys out, we'll figure out the Power Stroke guy, and we'll, we'll get a, we'll get Power Stroke. We'll handle the Power Stroke business for all you Power Stroke enthusiasts out there. Got it. So just keep coming up with uh, things we're missing out on or ideas. I feel, and... also feel like um, Ford. What is with your phone That's just not beeping mine, at us, dude? That's your computer. Your computer. My, yeah. my computer's. Doing That's it? your email because you have it plugged in to listen oh, to Winnebago Man. Oh, I sure do. Wait, hold on. That's what, your email coming what, through. What is this? Not even funny anymore. You're Son right, it's not funny bitch. anymore. <laughs> Son of a bitch! That was perfect for you. You keep blaming me. I keep hearing the email ding like throughout Christian's interview, and you're looking at me. I'm like, dude, all my stuff's turned down. Yeah. It's your fault. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got, this is kind of a long one, but this is from a friend of mine, Carter Reed, and, and Carter works for BDS Suspension. You may remember he was on the, uh, the episode from Moab. He was one of my interviews in the Moab episode. And uh, great guy. Um, he says... Hey, fellas, great job on the podcast. Love catching up on the weekly truck show podcast sessions. My favorite parts being the industry insider interviews, event coverage, and, of course, sound bites of the UCC announcer. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, wait a minute. What? What? Announcer, monitor, key engine, parameters. So he says, uh, growing up, I knew I wanted to get into the automotive industry in some way, reading my dad's old four-wheelers and writing in with questions or photos that would occasionally get some ink in the mags. I was pumped to get a job in the industry, making friends with many of the people I grew up idolizing from print and TV, and getting to partake in the final Top Truck Challenge and several years of Ultimate Adventure, two events that sparked my interest as a kid in getting into off-roading. He says, I just listened for episode 17 and figured I'd weigh in on the towing disasters topic. I've never been fond of doing it, but it comes with the territory on marketing side of the industry, towing rigs and displays to events with lifted trucks with 37s to 40s. I've had my share of mishaps from blown tires to a DOT inspector stopping me in Pennsylvania Turnpike only to force me to drop the trailer until repairing a faulty breakaway. Ouch. While I haven't been daring enough to pull the drive through maneuver towing a trailer, I did run into a similar issue at the Vegas airport a few years back. I had done the This is where you ran into the issue in, yes. in McCarran. Yeah, so for those of you who don't remember or, or hadn't heard that episode yet, I believe it's in uh, 17, I was towing my 51 Jeep Willys CJ3A to Moab Easter Jeep Safari and picking up Ken Brubaker from Four Wheeler in Vegas from my drive from Southern California to Moab. A lot of backstory there uh, just there, to tell me is. you're driving a trailer. And I drove a trailer through the airport and hit the uh, sign that tells you you're too tall and had to back down the ramp and, and the police came and all that stuff and then I had to pick him up and at And now you were on Departure. America's Most Wanted. Yeah, right? Right. <laughs> so he says, uh, I had done a cross-country haul from Virginia to Vegas on the way to SEMA with a booth truck pulling a booth Jeep, both lifted and unknowingly over the airport arrival lane height limitations. On my way into town, I swung by to pick up my boss from the airport, only to realize at the last second I wouldn't clear. I ended up backing the trailer about 200 yards <laughs> from the ramp to pull into the shuttle access lane. Luckily, no cops were called and no SEMA rigs damaged. Needless to say, we Uber from the airport now. <laughs> 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 Lightning, I know you're wondering. Shirt size large, please. Yes. <laughs> so that's my, uh, that's my buddy Carter, and it's awesome for him to, uh, to be listening and writing in. And uh, that's, our, uh, that's our email for the Son week. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's the deal. I- I'm giving all of you listening homework right now, okay? So the-, the deal is, please Google Winnebago Man, watch it, 
And then I want you guys to email us and tell us what you thought of Winnebago Man. Jesus Christ. Oh, f***. <laughs> okay, so so what you're hearing is like a 15-minute cut on YouTube that lightning has played straight through. Well, and there goes his email again. <laughs> Could you turn the volume down no, on that I, thing? No, I, I've got it up oh, so I can play. Jesus Christ. So what's, what's funny about this, we have not edited that. He just keeps pressing play and pause. It's a, uh, this, Ta- is, this is a super edit. It is a tapestry of swearing that is <laughs> unlike anything you'll hear. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Winnebago man, and uh, that's your homework for this week. The accoutrement that you will need. Accoutrement? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's just all gone. I get so goddamn diuretic when I sit here, and my mouth just never stops. The mini Winnie, part of American tradition, and today on the cutting edge of design and function in a Class C motor home. You believe any of that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's what you get for tuning in to the Truck Show Podcast. Send, oh, man. send us an email, please. <laughs> truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And thank you uh, to Nissan for being our presenting sponsor. Yeah, what he said. And thanks to our listeners for giving us <laughs> lots of reviews and subscribing. And thanks for our moms for giving us life. Shush you. What are you doing? Oh, dude, my Slurpee's done. That's how I knew the show was over. You know how they have like those little, uh, what do they call those? The time thing that you flip over? An egg timer? No, no, the, the filled uh, with An hourglass? Yeah, an hourglass. Yeah? This was my Slurpee. I knew that when the Slurpee was over, the show had to be done. Oh, dude, thanks for the Slurpee. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs>